The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of hosts and guests. The view and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Memorial Health Care System, Joe DiMaggio's podcast pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. My name is Jason Grant Henriquez. Joining me today is my co-producer, Bahati Banks. Hey, Jason. Hey, Bahati. How are you doing? I'm doing. How are you? You're doing good. We're all doing. (laughs) So today's episode is focused on autism awareness. Specifically, we'll be talking about a new and unique amenity recently launched at Jody's ER designed to help children who are overly sensitive to sight, sounds, and touch stay calm. It's a multimedia sensory cart, which is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> the interview was pre recorded because you were off ga- gallivanting with your family. And oh, this is another one of those yes, where you guys did it without me. Yes, hmm. you were jet setting. This is becoming a. A, a trend <laughs> or, or you know that i don't like um but our guests were really cool they were carmen mead one of jody's talented child life specialists and natalie castro she's the founder and ceo of a really really cool consulting firm called pieces of inspiration oh it's a consulting firm that specializes in coaching and training people about autism so we'll get more into that i'm excited yeah, she's a really young young woman uh, that started it because of her very close bond and relationship with her sister who has autism. She's on the autism spectrum, so she started the organization out of the love for her sister. Did you tell me somebody asked her what inspired the name? Um, I think so, I and that so. is what inspired it, her sister. Oh. Her sister is behind uh, this joint venture, so she's really cool. Both of them have a um, really cool story to tell. But before we get to that interview, our coffee chat topic is about, um, along those lines, AMC Theaters and Regal Cinemas have partnered with the Autism Society to actually offer, drumroll, sensory-friendly films. Hmm. Which is really cool. It sounds cool, but... Now I'm more curious. Like, what does that entail? It it entails Mm -hmm. actually um, basically showing showing the films, any film that you would normally see, whether mm-hmm. it's Star Trek or animation, but with um, uh, lower sound okay. and brighter lights. Because people who have sensory um, disorders are overly sensitive, because you can, you, you can imagine going I, to I a movie. I can only imagine that. that and being bombarded with all that. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. So It's a nightmare, and, and, and it sometimes in general, it's, yeah, sometimes it's, it's so loud, loud that, that you hear the walls shaking. Yes. And vibrating, <laughs> you know, yes. And that, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. So this is uh, an answer to that. So, All right. Yep. Well, before we move on, here's a word from our sponsor. The Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital team has every medical specialty a parent could want, and the expertise every child needs. So when it matters most, trust the experts in pediatrics at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Welcome back. Before we get to today's pre-recorded interview. Let's share what's making news in the parenting world. Bahade. Yes. So, as we mentioned, sensory film, sensory friendly films at AMC and Regal Theaters. So, if you have a child with sensory disorders, a trip to the movie theater can obviously be very unsettling. I mean, 
Yeah. Wow. Children and children typically with this disorder, they are um, they're very, very sensitive to sight, sounds, and touch. So dark lights and loud sounds have really negative effects on children with sensory disorders, and sensory disorders often are found in children on the autism spectrum. Yes, yes. Um, because they are oversensitive or undersensitive to information coming through all their senses. So AMC and Regal came up with a brilliant idea to partner with the Autism Society to actually offer sensory-friendly films where the lights are turned down mm -hmm. and the sound is turned down. So you don't have this, you It know. sounds cozy. Yeah, you yes, know, kinda yes. Like, kinda, you know, kind of like, you know, like watching a movie, but in your own space. Right, right. Without, without all that, you know, that sounds cozy, I have to admit. It's actually really cool because like you said, in your own space, they actually allow kids to get up and walk, run, oh. scream, sing along with like the movie. So they get to enjoy themselves. Yeah, they so, really so, so, get so to enjoy themselves. So it's an actual enjoyment because yes. just sitting there and shh. <laughs> you know, right. They're encouraged to like oh. be active because a lot of times they, um, you know, they they may they may not be able to just sit and calmly of watch course. a film. So these are really cool um, films to actually find out about if you if you have them in your local uh, theater. AMC is calling their program sensory sensory friendly films, and then for Regal they're calling it My Way Matinee. I like I like that. <laughs> that's I like really that. cool. I like the My Way Matinee. That's yes. <laughs> they both show uh, the sensory friendly films on the second and fourth Saturday of every month. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then AMC offers Tuesday evening showings for mature adult audiences because um, sensory disorders. I don't think you age out of them. Right. So you also have adults who want to enjoy this experience. You can find a, a local uh, AMC um, Tuesday got, night showing. I've got a local AMC right by me. Cool. So I, was, I'm just, yeah. you know, I am curious. I mean, to see what experience that. Yeah, it would be interesting to yeah. experience it. Yeah, just to see what, yeah, what, what the, that's what, like. What does it entail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, not all theaters participate. So just check your local listings if you are interested in showing up. And I am. And I shall. <laughs> And if I do it, guys, you'll, you'll hear about it. <laughs> Before we get to today's guest, here's a word from our sponsor. Patient and family-centered care. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com care. Welcome back, and thank you again for joining us for Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital's Healthy Parenting Podcast. I'd like to introduce you all to our guest today, Carmen Mead. Thank you so much for joining us, Carmen. Thank you for having me. And Natalie Castro. Thank you so much for having me. So in honor of April being National Autism Awareness Month, as we mentioned earlier, we want to talk to you both about the new practice being offered at the hospital's ER, which is really interesting, a sensory cart for children with sensory disorders. But before we begin, Carmen, could you tell us a little bit about your role as a child life specialist? I don't think a lot of people really understand that role or even know that that role exists at yeah. our hospital. We definitely spend a lot of time as child life specialists explaining what we do because yeah. a lot of parents will meet us and if they're not frequent flyers in the hospital, they wonder what do we do exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so our job is really just to make the hospital as comfortable as possible for these children. So we focus, our background is in child development typically. Um, we know a lot about the medical stuff as well. So we teach children about the procedures that are about to happen in a way that they understand and it helps make the parents feel more comfortable as well. Mm -hmm. So 
we're really there to just help ease them into the process of being in the hospital, make them feel comfortable, and just help with any fears or anxieties that they may have being at the hospital. And that could take place really as soon as they get to the hospital, if they're inpatient, outpatient, Mm -hmm. any point in time when they're at the hospital. Exactly. So we have um, our specialists are trained in all different areas. So Mm -hmm. when we start, we're cross-trained everywhere because we cover each other, but each specialist has their own little area that they specialize in. So helping with specific things on their units. Uh, Okay, okay. And Natalie, um, you have such an interesting organization and background. Could you talk about um, you being the founder of a really, really cool organization called Pieces of Inspiration? And pretty much just what was your motivation for starting that organization? Sure, so at the age of three, my sister was diagnosed with autism. Her and I are 18 months apart, I'm older. So having the experience as an autism sibling really opened my eyes and it's been a journey that a lot of siblings can relate to in the autism journey Mm -hmm. of how to understand the different needs of individuals, whether it's their sensory needs, their communication needs, and the deficits that they have. And it really takes a team within a family to help the child with autism. And when growing up, being Angie's sister has really opened doors for me as far as volunteer experiences. I've been a part of internships and camps and helping other children with autism in a variety of settings such as schools, camps, and working with them one-on-one has really opened my eyes to not just the needs of my sister and her autism diagnosis, but the other needs of other children Mm. and their diagnosis and how each individual is truly unique and being able to work with so many families throughout my years, not just as a sibling, but as a camp counselor and teacher's Mm. assistant and college student and so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. has really given me the different perspectives personally and professionally to create a you know, pieces of inspiration. I was mm-hmm. inspired. I opened pieces when I was just 22 years old. Wow. And I was so fortunate to start with a team of therapists who truly believed in my mission, what I wanted to accomplish, and the vision that the story behind Angie being the inspiration for the office and really just inspiring other families in the community that with the right team and the resources within the community and promoting awareness and inclusion that children with autism can get so far Mm -hmm. in life with the right support and the right amount of love. So that's what inspired me to open Pieces of Inspiration. So talk a little about the services that um, Pieces of Inspiration provides. So we offer therapy services, speech and language, and occupational therapy at home and in school in um, South Florida and Broward area. And we offer consulting training for first responders. My team of therapists and myself develop Mm -hmm. an autism in-service training. Mm -hmm. And we have trained firefighter departments, um, police departments, and we will also be training medical staff as well to understand how to incorporate autism resources that we have created in order to promote positive engagement with individuals with autism. Awesome. What an awesome organization. I'm so impressed. Thank you so much. (laughs) So let's get into the history of the sensory card. Carmen, could you tell us how the idea even started to even bring? Definitely been like as a child life specialist, you know, we're trained to use these tools already. I think that it's so difficult with the fast paced environment, especially in the ER. It's Mm -hmm. like 
when you're doing things, you just got to get it done. So it's like a lot of times people are scrambling, trying to get things done. And so I think that sometimes we forget to remember those little things that might help these patients. And also our like partnership with Natalie is so important because we realize that we're not experts in this and we're learning. Mm -hmm. So we were able to get some really great resources. So our idea was just to try to help make this experience smoother for everyone. Because when we have a patient with autism, if they're having a lot of triggers or they're in this environment, it makes it a stressful experience for everybody. And it's harder for the staff and it's harder for the the parents have to watch their child struggle. And um, so we are really just looking for a solution. So it was a multidisciplinary approach. I worked really closely with a lot of people in the ER that were huge supporters. And um, it was really uh, Maricar, one of our nurses and I, that kind of got together. And she was the one that connected Natalie and kind of put all the pieces of us together. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had just awesome leadership that in the ER with the director and stuff that was just like, you know, take this and run with it. And um, we did our own fundraising and we just thought that the cart would be a good first step. Um, We have a lot of goals for growth with it and how we want to create our own sensory room for the ER so that when patients come in, we can immediately bring them to a more soothing environment. Um, Right now, we're kind of bringing that environment to whatever room that we have them in, which has been working beautifully. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have a lot of goals for it, too. Awesome. Great. So, uh, Natalie, talk about how you became involved. I'm assuming you you were basically a consultant for the project. So, as Carmen said, it was her and Mary Carr Mm -hmm. who um, gave me a call, and Mm -hmm. she said, hey, we're doing a project at Joe DiMaggio. We would really love for you to be involved within... um, your expertise in bringing some ideas for us. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, my sister was actually born at Memorial Regional. Oh, so we Small have, world. <laughs> yes, we have been part of Joe DiMaggio for so long. Uh-huh. So being able to, one, understand it firsthand from a family's perspective, mm-hmm. and also in situations where maybe it wasn't my sister who had to be at the hospital, but myself. So also treating the autism siblings can also benefit to providing those resources to Um, keep the child with autism occupied during the time there so they contacted me and I was able to help them provide resources and it was such a great collaboration because when you bring a child life specialist with her expertise when you bring a nurse with her expertise and then my personal professional experience that's how you're able to create a system that works Mm -hmm. for families and children of special of autism Mm -hmm. Um, so creating um, social stories, communication boards, and these were also resources that were created not just from myself, but my team at Pieces of Inspiration with speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, and we sat down as a team about probably a year ago. We sat down and we were able to now utilize these resources in an area such as in hospitals, emergency room department. So talk to me about what's on the cart. How'd you come up with what to even put on the cart? So really we just, We luckily, we have a lot of contacts and connections of people that already were talking, that like in the community with sensory Mm -hmm. things. So there's a lot of common items and we reached out to Natalie about items that she recommended. We reached out to other child life specialists at other hospitals on what they recommended. Um, We kind of started with like the basic things. A lot of our things um, hit a lot of different sensory needs. So we have things that light up, things that have like brushes for more of like a touch type of thing. Um, We have the lights, which changes the entire mood in the room. We can turn the lights off and we have a light that projects on the ceiling and it's really calming. So the whole room immediately. We've had nurses that we've set it up in the patient's room and they're like, I don't want to leave the room because (laughs) it's so relaxing to be in there. Um, And we have musical. So we keep that element. So if patients, we've had patients that really like maybe they really want to listen to classical music Mm -hmm. so we'll turn the music on and it just soothes the environment um so yeah we just did a lot of digging around and it's kind of a a 
a growing thing. You know, we've had patients that said, you know, this would be really great if we had that there. So we're just adding more things. We have some um, like teething things. Sometimes mm -hmm. they like to have something in their mouth to chew. Okay. So there's um, tools like that. So we have a variety of different things. And how do these objects help kids uh, with sensory disorders? Like how how is it that the, the I think I heard fidget spinners and all these different objects. Mm -hmm. Why are these objects, why do they help kids? With so children with autism have a lot of sensitivities to either um, auditory, visual, they have a lot of aversions. And like I said, each child is unique. So one child might have um, vision aversions, the other one might have aversions to touch, to taste, to smell, to mm. to auditory. So having multiple types of objects, as Carmen mentioned, helps with the sensory needs that they seek. So mm -hmm. we have children that are auditory seekers, they're visual mm. seekers, they're um, tactile seekers, so that's where the fidget toys come in handy. Okay. Auditory seekers, that's where the music comes in handy. Mm -hmm. So each object that they have in the sensory cart gives any child who has whichever sensory need that they they have, it gives them the opportunity to help them self-regulate mm -hmm. in an environment that is sensory overload to them. Mm. So it helps them make more sense of the environment around them, and especially in an emergency department mm. where you just don't know what's going on, anything right. can happen, noise, sound, um, and we want to make sure that one, it's the safety of the child and the family, but it's also the safety of the staff that we provide these resources for children um, during their stay at the hospital because it does help them self-regulate. So that way the medical staff can attend to their medical needs as hmm. well. Okay, and do all children with autism have sensory disorders? So based on research, 75% of children with autism have sensory disorders. However, in my personal experience, I have seen each and every child have a different mm. type of sensory need. Mm. So whether, like I said, it was auditory, it visual. was visual, whenever they're in an environment where they're trying to make sense of the environment around them, mm -hmm. they require sensory um, needs. Occupational therapists develop sensory diets in order to help mm. them regulate themselves in, in new environments. It does take them a while to adapt and teaching how these objects work mm -hmm. and how you know to determine which object would be best for a patient is promoting awareness but it's also promoting inclusion because these resources can also be used for other children mm -hmm. which brings me to my next question um, can the cart help kids without sensory disorders absolutely so th the thing about autism is there's a spectrum mm -hmm. so a lot of times we notice uh, like personally I've seen families that Maybe they don't, maybe their child hasn't been diagnosed with a sensory spectrum disorder at that point in time. But if we can identify that maybe something is triggering them in this environment, and it can, that the ER environment can trigger anyone, even sure. someone who's not. <laughs> and so I think that if we can identify that with the patients and give them a resource that might be able to help them a little bit, mm -hmm. it might ease them into looking into it and getting help if they need help and mm -hmm. um, so that's we have a lot of great resources both from pieces of inspiration and community autism resources like just to look at and just see if there's something that you want to look into but um, all patients can benefit from it because it's distraction tools and that's what we do as child life is we yeah. distract them. I was going to say with a, it's like a multimedia interactive uh -huh. on cart lights sound any kid <laughs> would be like attracted to, exactly. to those kinds of things. Yep. Um, so Carmen walk us through exactly what happens when a child comes to the ER who may need the sensory cart. Okay so um, when they come through they start in triage um, that's a very chaotic environment. You know, they're all walking in, everyone's trying to figure out where to go, how to get help. Some 
parents are very anxious and you know trying to get the help that they need mm -hmm. so our right now what we're doing is we're working on we have it in this computer system now so if a family has identified as um, somebody on the autism spectrum, we now can put it in the computer in our medical system. So that way the person right at registration, as soon as this person gets checked in, they can see, okay, this person is identified, they have autism spectrum disorder. Mm -hmm. So we can try to get them to a quieter space. Mm -hmm. We can try to get them triaged quicker. Of course, in the emergency room, everything's based off priority of um, how severe their illness is when they come in. But now we're working on having the nurses identify that as something that we need to get them to a quiet place. Mm -hmm. We need to get them back to a room a little bit quicker, mm -hmm. um, which in the past really, you know, is something that maybe we weren't practicing. So it's pretty cool. Um, we've looked into doing like headphones that are noiseless so that they can have that even if they're in the waiting room and they have to wait, we don't have rooms, they can be there without hearing all the noise. Mm -hmm. So um, there's little things like that that are um, going to help and then as soon as we get them to a room that's when the consult will be put in for child life to come the nursing okay. will be trained as well to get into the cart and we can start giving them the resources that they need awesome so when was it officially introduced to the er the cart um really the f like launch of it was mm -hmm. april for autism awareness month oh, so this perfect. month awesome, so awesome. within the last couple months we've been meeting with natalie uh -huh. we've been working on how we're going to do the training and everything mm -hmm. and this month was it's like we're, we've started. So it's been really cool to meet families yeah. and talk to them about it. Um, the ones that I've seen on Facebook, they've mm -hmm. been able to identify and tell us that they would like to use our resources. Mm -hmm. So it's been really awesome to see that. Cool. And something I wanted to add to part of the sensory cart that um, we didn't mention was the communication boards and the social mm. stories in it. So it's very important to understand how to communicate with children with autism. A lot of the times either they're nonverbal or mm -hmm. they have a delay in language or they just don't have the communication resources. So being able to provide that to the medical staff and be able to have the medical st staff provide that communication um, to families and engage in that helps, one, regulate the child, but it also decreases any negative behaviors that they might feel frustrated in because they feel that they have a lack of communication due to one that they're nonverbal mm -hmm. or they have a delay in language or just that the environment is so overwhelming to them that they lose their ability to speak mm -hmm. because of the uh, sensory overload as well so training staff on that communication is really important as well. So when you say communication, I think I remember seeing in the Facebook video, there's like a picture book yes. that you can like point to different things. Is that mm -hmm. how? So it's called PEX, which ah. is Picture Exchange Communication System. They, it's a visual support. A lot of the times, since, since children have a difficult time with verbal language, they're able to point or use gestures or sign language um, to communicate. Mm. So giving a universal um, communication system that children with autism are learned how to communicate with to medical staff and training them is going to just promote so much more positive engagement and uh, communication within the emergency situations. Awesome. So Natalie, how can our listeners learn more about Pieces of Inspiration? So they can go to my website, www.piecesofinspiration.com, and they can follow the um, social media learning, and they can also look at the our Jody Facebook page as well. We yes. have an awesome, awesome video that was pr produced um, that actually explains how the sensory cart works and gives you great visuals of um, real people using it in the ER. So about how many kids have, um, or families have, have used it since launching? So far, it's been kind of like hit or miss. Like mm. I said, it's like, you know, j just getting started. Yeah. But 
because we can offer it to so many families, it's really whenever we're available to offer it to them. Okay. So um, I don't really know an exact number. We see so many kids. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be one of the biggest hits (laughs) in the ER for sure. Um, So anything else either, either of you would like to add before we end today's show? I don't think so. I just want to thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I personally want to thank from being a autism sibling, thanking from the autism community, all the awareness and the resources that you guys are willing to adapt in your environment to better serve the autism community. So I have to thank you all for that. I appreciate it. You are quite welcome. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on Healthy Parenting Podcast. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast, our podcast catcher. And please like us on our Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital Facebook pages.